saturate us, Lord. Saturate us, Lord. Hallelujah. I'll be reading a short scripture today found in the book of James. A couple of days ago, the Lord laid this on my heart. And then he quickened my spirit again in the early morning hours today. And I hope I can convey to you not a pretty sermon today, but a message from God. I quit trying to preach pretty a long time ago. If you're just coming for a sermon, you're in the wrong house today. But if you want God to move you this morning, I believe that he's about to do that. Is there anybody here hungry for God to do something in your life today? God to just touch you, move upon you. I don't know. I don't know where all I'm going here today, but here's what I do know. God, God is going to speak right now. James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Everybody say, resist the devil. Come on, say it loud. Resist the devil. The Bible said he will flee from you. One translation literally says if you stiff arm him, stiff arm him, resist him, and he'll run scared. He can't handle the name of Jesus. Verse 8, draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. James is writing to the church. He's writing to the church, not writing to people that haven't been spirit-filled. He's writing to the New Testament church. And he said, cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So today I'm going to preach just for a little bit. This is my subject. We must draw near him. We must draw near him. Let me see. Relationships are a wonderful thing. I think we should all crave relationship and not religion. Amen. There's a difference in relationship and religion. Anybody can have religion, but it takes a man that is hungry for God to have a great relationship with God. I thought about the things that have we, we have been through over the last three months. Who would have dreamed January the 1st we would have seen the day that we're living in? You could not have convinced me that people would have been quarantined and we would not be able to come to the house of God and our everyday life would have come to a screeching halt and a lot of things in America are changed now. It is almost as if it was in 9-11. Some things have changed forever and probably will never be as they were, which is <clears throat> not a bad thing altogether. 
But I thought about all the things that have transpired and all the things that we have, we have seen with our own eyes. And I want to tell you something. I believe that all things happen for purpose, especially to the people of God. I believe God has his church in his hand. I believe all things are okay with God and with his church. He sees us right where we are. He knows who we are, and he knows what we are. So, so those, those things don't bother me. What does bother me is that sometime when we get out of, our, out of our motion in living for God, we have a tendency to draw back. And I, I feel in my spirit that I should come and talk to you a little bit today about getting to that place where you need to be with God. I'm talking to everybody in this room today, to those behind me, to those in front of me, and I'm talking mostly to the guy that's standing up here with a microphone in his hand. I preach better, Brother Jason, when I preach to myself. I just preach better when I preach to me. So I'm going to preach to me today, and you'd like to sit in. Well, I'd, I'd welcome you. Thank you for being here. But when I started to seek God and heard the voice of God and his nudging me in the spirit this week, it suddenly dawned on me how easy it is to lose relationship with God, how easy it is for us to, because sometimes not be in our normal way of life, that we, we, become, we become distant and far away. It's like a marriage. You have to keep that marriage intact. You can't be like the guy that his wife looked at him and said, you haven't told me you love me in a long time. He said, I told you 47 years ago when I married you, and if anything changes, I'll let you know. Just doesn't work that way. If you want a relationship, you have to build it. I need an amen. It may sound more like a Wednesday evening than a, than a Sunday morning before I get through. But if you want, if you want a relationship with God, it depends not upon God, but upon you. It depends upon how desperate and how hungry. And here's what I find. I find us often, often wanting that relationship only when it is a necessary thing. We, we want to pray when we need to pray. But when things are good, when there's money in the bank and the car's running good and the kids are all well and everybody's doing fine and our world is rocking along and we seem okay, well, let me tell you, you still have to pray when it's okay. You still have to say, I love you when it's okay. You still have to be in relationship when it's okay. Because let me tell you, you can get to where there is no money in the bank. And you can get where the kids aren't well. And you can get where the marriage is plummeting. You can get in some rock-hard places where you don't know how to handle them, and so you'll have to pray. And here's what I'm saying, God, if it takes that to cause us to pray, send the rain, send the trouble, send the trial, send the storm, send the wind, do what you have to do, but don't let us lose our relationship with God. We must draw near him. Hallelujah. It was Peter, the man that God entrusted with the keys to the kingdom. It was Peter 
the one that the Lord looked at and said, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows in the morning. It was Peter in Matthew chapter 26 when they were leading Jesus away and they had him captive. The Bible said, now Peter was, he was, he was, Three and a half years in ministry with Jesus Christ. He knew the raising of the dead, the healing of the leper, the opening of the blind eye. He watched the loaves and the fishes multiply. He, he knew the water was turned into wine. Peter saw it with his own eyes. But the Bible said in Matthew 26 and 58, but Peter followed him afar off. He followed the Lord afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. He was there as a spectator when he ought to have been as close to God, as close to the Lord as he could possibly get. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get afar off, you're in dangerous trouble because when you get away, it's kind of like my dad. My dad, here's a GEism for you. Mom, you're watching today. You'll remember this one well. He said it's kind of like like a bunch of bananas. You get away from the bunch, you're about to get peeled. Anybody ever heard him say that? Well, let me tell you, when you get afar off, when you get away from God, when you don't stay close to God, it's very easy to drift away. It's very easy to get caught up in the crowd. It's very easy to get caught up in the humdrum of life. But hear this pastor this morning. I speak with a full soul today. You cannot be like Simon Peter and follow him afar off. You better get a hold of God. You better get a hold of the horns of the altar. You better stay as close to God as you possibly can because your religion is not going to keep you but your relationship will. You better hold on to your relationship with God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. You see the Lord recognizes and he knows when we are not where we ought to be. It was through the silver tongue prophet Isaiah in the 29th chapter and the 13th verse that the Lord said, the Bible said, Isaiah spoke it, wherefore the Lord said. It wasn't just Isaiah said it. He said, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips they do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. He said they got mouth religion. All they want to do is claim to be a Christian. All they want to do is talk about it. Let me tell you, it's going to have to be more than talking about it. Somebody needs to draw near him. Somebody needs to get close to him. Not just with your lips, but with your heart. You got to give it your best with your heart, my friend. I'm preaching to somebody here right now and I'm preaching to me. We cannot drift so far away. We cannot remove ourselves from that deep relationship with God or God will be looking at us saying, they talk a good game. They sound like Christians. They tell everybody they're a Christian. They tell everybody how saved they are. He said, I'm not interested in that. He said, they are doing lip service, but I'm telling you they are far from from me with their heart. To all of our guests, welcome. This is just me. 
David said, For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. They that are far from thee shall perish. Psalm 73, 27, if you want to know where it's at. He said, if they're far from God, they will perish. He said, thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. They're chasing other gods. They're after everything but God. Let me tell you, could I pre and you've heard me say this so many times, but this is not a McDonald's drive-thru. This is not Burger King. Have it your way. And I remember the old Kmart. Anybody remember Kmart? This is not a blue light special. You still have to do it the Bible way. You can't run in here on a Sunday and say, oh, God, I need this, 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 and I need it quick. Would you work quick? in my life let me tell you what God's looking at he's looking at Monday morning he's looking at Tuesday evening he's looking at Wednesday at noon he's looking at Thursday all day he knows where you are this is not some prayer request that you can just run in David said they're far from him and they're going to perish but the 28th verse said but it is good for me to draw near to God I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy words it's good for me to just put my trust in God and to be near the Lord does anybody in this room understand where I'm coming from this morning we can't just say it we gotta do it we gotta get down to business we gotta mean what we say and it all matters to God <sighs> hallelujah somebody said hallelujah hallelujah how many is hungry in this room today for the things of God in your life? You got to look. There's some things in life I love. There's some things in life I enjoy. There's some things in life I want to be a part of, but nothing more than having a deep relationship with God and me staying near the master. David said, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. He's near you. And to all that call upon him in truth. It was God that said through the prophet Jeremiah, am I God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? I'm not way out there. Let me tell you about God. Let me give you a quick, quick, explanation of God he is omnipresent that means he feels all space at all time he is omnipotent he has all power in heaven and earth he is omniscient he knows everything down to the hairs of every man's head he knows everything he is not a God that is on vacation. He is not a God. He never slumbers and he never sleeps. The prophet said he sits upon the circle of the earth. He knows the going and the coming of all mankind. He sees every day what we do. He knows every phone call. He knows what you had for breakfast. He knows where you're going tomorrow. He knows the end from the beginning. There's nothing that takes God by surprise. And for that reason, we ought to understand that he is not a God that is afar off. He is in this building today. And when I get in my little black truck and head out of here, he'll be in that truck with me. And when I get home, he'll be in my home.
come with me. He said, Lo, I am with you always. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's why you got to stay near God. The only way you can get away from God is when you run from God and start running to God. Paul said, we know him, and we know we are now nigh unto him by the blood. Ephesians, he said, he said it to the church in Ephesians 2, in verse 12, he said that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, that's us, and without God in this world. But he said, now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Let me tell you how you get near him. You get him to cover you with his blood. You get him to cover you. You just plead it every day. Let me tell you, I did it today. I'll do it tomorrow. I plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Cover me, Lord, with the blood of Jesus. Cover my sin. Cover my mistake. Cover my mind. Cover my heart. Cover me with the blood of Jesus Christ. My God, I feel preaching my bones this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Paul said to the Hebrew church, he said, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which the better hope did, that's the Holy Ghost, by which we draw nigh unto God. You go draw nigh unto him, guess what? My text said, when you draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto you. God's never walked off from a good prayer meeting. God's never left you and said, no, I'm not hearing you. God's always been there when you needed to repent, when you needed to forgive, when you needed a healing in your body. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. Some of you are like the scribe in Mark chapter 12 when Jesus described what the first and the second commandment were. And he said that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is likened to the first, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And the scribes saw that and heard that and said, yes, thou hast said right. And verse 34 said, when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. You're almost there. Sell out. Get there. Do what you have to do. Because when you draw nigh unto him, He'll get near you. Jesus, walking down a road in Luke 18, near Jericho, verse 40, Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. Who? A blind man. A blind man that was crying out. Notice verse 40. Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come... Does anybody know the next word? Near. When he was come near, he asked him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, I, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved me. It suddenly dawned on me. The Lord could have spoken the word while he was out there, but he said, bring him near me. Because when you get near God, 
you are near miracles and signs and wonders and power and answer prayer when you get near God. When you get near God, something is about to happen in your life. Does anybody believe me? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Mark chapter 2. I'm giving you a scripture today. Bible said, verse 3, when they come unto him, bringing one sick with palsy, which was born of four, four men brought their buddy. And when they could not come nigh, that word means near, when they couldn't get near him for the press, talking about Jesus, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let him down, they let the, down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. That's the first thing he did. He forgave him of his sins, but he wouldn't have got any of that if he had stood in line. He had to get near Jesus. Now, here's my question to you. Do you want to be a man around God or do you want to be a man of God? Do you want to just be around the church or do you want to be in the church? Do you want to be a part of the church or do you want to sit on the circumference and be a spectator? I'll tell you about me. I want to be right where God is. I want to be right in the middle of what God's doing. I want to be sure that God knows that I'm near him. Hallelujah. I want to be near him in the morning. I want to be near him at night. Uh, I'm preaching to all of us now. It's very easy to get up every day and go through our day and not acknowledge God and not get near God. But could I bring an indictment against every one of us today and tell you in the name of Jesus Christ, don't let another day pass until you get close to God. Until you get near God. Until you know the brush of the Spirit. Until you can feel his hand upon your life he would not have taken his bed and walked out of that room and his sins would not have been forgiven if they would have stood in the back of the crowd but they chose to get near God same way with the woman with the issue of blood in Matthew chapter 9 you know the story I don't have to tell you but the Bible said she got close enough to touch the hem of his garment some folks are saying, oh, I'm going to preach today. Everybody with me? It's 1058. I'll just show you. I, there's a clock right here. There's 1058, so quit worrying, okay? But I'm going to preach a little bit to you today. There's some folks that well, they don't want to get near God. All they want to do is to show up so they can say they've been to church, so everybody will talk good about them. They can say they're a member of a congregation. I paid my tithes. I went to church. Bless God, look how holy I am. Let me tell you something. Holiness is not by you showing up. Holiness comes from the inside out, and holiness comes from the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And you won't get it until you get near God. But when you get near God, there will be things coming out of you like I preached last Sunday on Pentecost Sunday. It'll be like a river that explodes from the inside out. Hallelujah. And when you get near God, there'll be tongue-talking signs, miracles, baptisms, Holy Ghost prayer meetings, answered prayer, miracles, signs, and wonders. You can't have it until you get near God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why Isaiah said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is. Where? 
near. Call upon him on a Sunday morning. He's in the house today. Call upon him while he's near. I'm not satisfied to be a part-time Christian. I'm not satisfied to just have religion. I'm not satisfied to stand on the fringes of the church and just get a little drip every once in a while. I want to be like the old song. I want to be under the spout where the glory comes out. Hallelujah. I want to be drenched. That's why I requested the song today. I needed it if you didn't. Thank you, Roger McClanahan. Saturate me, Lord. Here I am again, Lord. I need to have a talk with you. I need a saturation of the Holy Ghost in my life. Let me tell you, the saturation of the Holy Ghost, it will deliver you from all kinds of addictions. The saturation of the Spirit will deliver you from all kind of, of spirits. It will take hold in your life. It'll keep our kids away from drugs and out of jail. It'll keep them on the straight and narrow. The Holy Ghost saturating us is exactly what I'm looking for today and what we need for God to do this morning. Saturate us, Lord. I need your spirit. Saturate us, God. I need the Holy Spirit of God in me today. Hallelujah. For they that should seek the Lord, if happily they may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him, in Jesus Christ, we live and we move and we have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. I read a story some time ago about a young man that walked into his pastor's office. It was an elder pastor. Young man had just lost his job, didn't know which way to turn. He went to see the old preacher. His life was just upside down. And he went to Payson in the preacher's study. He was ranting. He was angry. He was upset about his problem. Finally, he clenched his fist and he shouted, I beg God to say something to help me. Tell me, preacher, why doesn't God answer? And the old preacher who sat across the room spoke something in reply, something so hushed it was indistinguishable. The young man stepped across the room and said, What did you say? And the preacher repeated himself, but in the tone as small as a whisper. And so the young man moved closer until he was leaning on the preacher's chair. He said, Sorry. I still didn't hear you. And with heads bent together, the old preacher spoke in a soft voice once more. And he said, son, God sometimes whisper. He whispers. He don't say it loud. And you have to be near him to know what he's saying. Elijah was a man of God. Elijah was called of God. Elijah was one of very few that never died. He was taken up in a chariot. 
Elijah was a man of miracles and signs and wonders, but in 1 Kings 19, the Lord was talking to him. He said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, he said, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Say that with me. The Lord was not in the wind. He wasn't there. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. He didn't make a big deal about showing up. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, here's where he found him. There was a still, small voice. Some of you in this room today need to draw close to God to hear the still, small voice of God. Some of you have asked God for answers. You've asked God for answers. And you haven't got your answer. You don't know why God hasn't answered. You may have been beaten on the table and crying and upset and laying at night with tears running down your face. Could I tell you this morning in the Holy Ghost that if you'll get near Him, you'll hear Him. When you get near Him, you'll hear Him. can't tell you the times that I've heard my dad preach and I've heard him sing this old song and I want you to hear it today because this is what I want to end with I am thine O Lord I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to Thee. Help me if you know it. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed to Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. Listen to this. Consecrate me now. To thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Sing it all over this congregation. Draw me near.
draw me It is a prayer. Draw me another day don't stand back another moment I'm very tempted today just to give an altar call because the Holy Ghost is in this house the Lord is reaching for you look it's I'm not I'm not here to indict you with with accusations here today but listen to me when you stay out of church, for whatever reason, it's very easy to drift away. I'm calling you back to the cross today. I'm calling you to the foot of the cross today. I'm telling you we cannot be overwhelmed and become spiritually unconscious. The devil is a liar. He'll Look, there's something. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. It may make some of you mad, but I'm going to be honest with you today. There's some folks that will ride this pandemic to the very last moment. And they'll go to Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot and everywhere else they want to go. If you're doing all that and you're watching me, shame on you. You keep your carcass at home. If you can go there, you can go to church. But the devil will do what he can to pull you away first thing you're like Peter you're just following God from afar off yeah I'm one of his twelve yeah I remember yeah I used to walk with him yeah yeah I'm following God but I'm not following close I'm not nearing I'm missing the miracles I'm missing the power I'm missing the anointing because God's God's out there and I'm over here and I need to be where God is. Let me tell you, instead of asking God to come where you are today, why don't you just make up your mind to go where God is today? Why don't you just say, God, wherever you are, that's where I'm going today. Whatever you want, that's what I'm doing today. <sighs> Draw me near, Lord. I love this verse. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord. By the power of grace divine, let my soul look up 
with a steadfast hope and let my will be lost in thy sing it with me draw me nearer nearer blessed Lord to the cross where thou advantages of being close to God. He said, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. When he whispers, you'll be there to hear it. You'll know. When you stray, you can hear the voice. When you need him, you can feel his hand. To me, there's nothing like feeling the presence of God. Let me tell you something. You can't feel his presence if you're not near him. If you're not near him, you can't feel him. I love feeling the presence of God. And I'm going to live for God. I'm not walking by feeling. I'm walking by faith. But I love to feel the presence of God. Does anybody here love to feel God? To know he's with you. To know he's there. To know he's beside you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I can't walk without Jesus. I can't talk without Jesus. I can't live one day without the Lord. I want to know that he's here. And so if I draw near him, you ought to go underline that in your Bible. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. How do I do that, Pastor? First way to start is just have a good old time of prayer with God. Repent of all your sins. Get all the filth out. Get all the double-mindedness out. Get all the filthy hands out. Get all the heart washed up. Hello. We can all get it. And then just fall in love with Jesus. Let me tell you something. <coughs> you can laugh at me if you want to. I don't care. I'm, I'm 60, none of your business, and I, I get, I've earned whatever I want. Throw me out if you want to. I'll retire. Listen to me. 48 years ago, I fell in love with this girl right here. She was just a little cute little girl running around the church. Quit squeezing my hand. I'm okay. But you know what? I've had a relationship with her for years. And you can, you can say anything you want to. I ain't spending no night in no stupid hunting camp when I can go home and sleep with her lane. I'm close enough to be home. I'm sleeping in Danny's bed. Because that's relationship. Relationship is loving the one you're with and loving to be with them. If you don't want to be around your wife or your husband, you probably need to work on that. 
so it is with Jesus. I know. I know some of you itching to get out of here. But so it is with Jesus. If you love him, show up wherever he is. God, I want to be where you are. I'll be at church. I'll be in prayer. I'll be at whatever you got going on. God, I'll be there. I, I love you. I love you that I, so much that I want to be near you. I don't want to just be near you in words. I want to be near you with my heart. I don't want an indictment like he gave the Israelites. He said, they're near me with that, but they lost it with this. Come on, quit saying it and start doing it. It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. I know we got a social distance. I sure would love to bring you up here and have a prayer meeting this morning. But I'm going to ask you to take it home with you. I'm going to trust you. The greatest compliment you can give any preacher is just do what he preaches. So I'm asking you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to find you a personal prayer time and a time to get down before God by yourself. I'm not talking about with your husband or your wife or your kids or your grandkids. or Now, that's good. Do that too. But I'm asking you to get alone by yourself. If you got to go get in your car today and say, baby, I'll be back after a while. And you got to go cry while you ride down the interstate. You need to get close to him. You need to get out on a lake or in a woods or, or on a, somewhere. You need to find God and just say, Lord, ah, Lord, I love you. And I want to follow in love with you again. I want to be near you, Lord, because when you start that, when you say, Jesus, I want to be near you, all of heaven comes to attention and he's coming your way because if you'll take one step toward the Lord, he'll take two toward you. If you draw near him, he'll draw near you. I love you this morning, Father. I feel the unction of your spirit today. Lord, I really don't even know how to close what I'm saying today, but I know what you've talked to me about. And I know what I've said to these people. I'm asking you, Lord, to move mighty in every life in this building today. Let us understand, God, how important it is for us to be near you us to have you near us. Don't ever leave us. Don't ever let me leave you. God, if I should stray, do something to get my attention and cause me to come running back into your arms. Just let me be near you. Just let me be near you. In Jesus' name. Before you leave here, Debbie asked us to pray for April. She's having a few complications, not with her lungs, but a few complications. April's fought a long, hard battle. She's, she's in God's hands, and he's took care of her up until this time, and I believe that he's going to continue to do that. She's in Houston. She's Many of you don't even know April, but she's had a transplant. She's come through that. She's having some issues with her stomach. Let's pray for God to heal her. Let's pray that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, heal April. Bring her home quickly, Lord. Lord, be near her today. 
Jesus, do a work in her again. Do a work in Jesus. Do a work. Do a work. Do a work. In Jesus' name. Happy birthday, Taylor, our new student pastor's wife. Happy birthday. And Jody, happy birthday. I love you all. Hope I hadn't hurt your feelings if I had. Pray about it because I don't apologize. God bless you.